Then people on the other side of the train start fighting. I don't know why or what they were fighting about. And this lady goes, oh, go to hell. And there was a guy and a woman. And he goes, you can't talk to my wife that way. And I was like, wife? What? Like, you can't talk to my wife that way. She goes, yeah, go to hell. He goes, you go to hell. You're going to hell. It's going to be pretty warm where you're going. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you stole that line from her. Like, you can't start acting like you just said something clever. <laughs> Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Hi, everybody. We are Oops the Podcast. That is Julio Gallarati. That's that's who I am. To my immediate right is Ryan Lynch. Hi. And, of course, manning the ship himself, Chris Casso. Hello. <laughs> Chris Casso. The king of the bling. Looking sharp, dude. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet bit today. The king thank of the you, bling. Thank you. Thank you. I had to bring it out. It's so nice out. I like it, bro. It is nice. Julio, uh... I was telling you before we began. I'm uh, I'm not really I, I I'm not in a good spot right now. You're having a tough time. The clouds rolled in. I don't know what happened to me. Here they come. I right in time for the good weather. I didn't. I haven't. I haven't sort of been down in a little while, and I kind of just really got into a funk, man. You were in a good spot. You were cruising. Yeah, I was feeling good, and now I'm. Uh, Get a couple bumps in the road, a little flat tire, no spare in the trunk. No spare. You're driving around on the donut. Driving on three tires. You have cleared the 50-mile suggested distance. Oh, yeah. We're well past that. And at any moment, (laughs) that donut's going to burst. Just waiting for a pebble. The second... Send me flipping over the guardrail. Driving 45 on the highway to make sure that you don't go over the suggested speed. Yeah. Here we are. I am troubled by humanity. (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing. I'm glad you do. <laughs> but that's like a very classic Francis. Uh, I'm sure there's, mo- there's more specifics to this and as to why you're saying it. But I like Francis's like macro fears. It's, you have these like world fears. I have a major world fear right now. And it is that I'm not sure that being a good person is worth it anymore. Um, Gotcha. So you feel as if you've you've been being a good guy, being a good person, approaching your things uh, in a virtuous way, yet you are not being rewarded for doing so. There and you're is, like, fuck it. Yeah. Time to pull out the sword. I don't pretend to think that I am fundamentally through and through a good person, but I have always thought I should try to be a good person, and I've deviated from that at times. I'm not perfect. But I always have returned to believing one should try to be a good person, a good member of the world, a good neighbor, you know, befriend thy fellow man, whatever, all these things. I think that being a good person is like a spectrum as well as, you know, people say sexuality is a spectrum, whatever. But being a good person, there's a spectrum, I think. And you're not, I feel like most people are not a good person all the time. And it's just like, how often are you being good versus not? Yeah. I think if you can end more in the good side of that, you're doing well. I don't know how you would score yourself 
but well, you know. I hope too that I hope too that uh, if you do fall off the track for a bit, you if as long as you try to t- return to it and say, "Oh gosh, I shouldn't have done that. I've made a mistake," and the next day you try to make amends, or maybe you pick up some trash, yeah. or you help an old lady across the street, that you, you're on the road to redemption. You hit the double fall, man, and you lose the point, but you got to forget about it, play the next one. There you go. You know? Nice. Throw the racket, get out yelling for the coach, <laughs> then you, you step back out to the line and you forget about it. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. As long as I you do that. that, then you'll you'll get back into the the groove of trying to behave in the right way. But I have been just watching and witnessing horrors lately well you got any you got any for the group yeah man i was walking uh the dogs late i do the night walk sierra does the early morning walk because it's too risky what's that show called night watch night night agent oh yeah is it it night agent that looks pretty bad yeah i'm sorry Uh, continue you're doing the night shift I was out walking them probably 10, 30, 11. There's a hill near where I live on the water that people like to, to hang out on. And I walked out there and there was a, I was, I brought the dogs over to an area for them to go pee. And let me just say that I know I'm not supposed to be walking the dogs there. They're not really allowed on that hill. So I sort of walked them on the fringes. So right off the bat, okay. I'm already. That's a point in the bad person column. I, yeah, but, but. <laughs> Late at night, one everybody does, and if you pick up the dog's poop and you're good about it, I don't know. Shifting back toward the middle? I'm not so sure. It's a, it's the end of the world. Okay. Um, so I'm there. They stop to pee, and I'm probably 15 feet away from a couple, and they're sitting on these big boulders. They're almost like uh, rock steps, and the lady is sitting down. She's probably. 23 maybe 22 and the guy is standing sort of over her and pointing his finger in her face and yelling at her and saying you're a fucking drug addict you do that shit three times a day and i'm like oh shit they're having a a couple's fight and just from what i've heard maybe he's Maybe he's noble in his intentions here. And this is some sort of intervention, probably not the right delivery, but, you know, I don't know anything about them. And at least from what he's said, maybe he's concerned. Did they look like they live on the hill? No. Okay. No, they didn't. Okay. They were fine. They, I've you know. seen that fight a lot, but it's like a fight that people would have at home. And then I'm like, there's a chance that this is their home. Yeah, you know they I mean? they weren't no, they right. were you know cool. They were cool people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which which isn't to say that if you live on a hill, you're not cool. I know, but but they were you know dressed well. They live and, indoors. They were dressed stylishly, okay. and almost to the degree that I made assumptions about what drugs she would be hooked on. Got it. Like I thought it's it's probably cocaine, not not like crack. Did he? I wonder. Yeah. So, like, you I think? I don't want to make huge assumptions. <laughs> he. I wonder. Like, yeah. Were they fighting about the night before? 
Did he find out that she had just taken some? Did she confess that she had done something? I wonder how we got there. Yeah, but I I couldn't I couldn't walk away because the dogs were peeing and they were you know sniffing around and this was the spot they'd chosen. And also this is a public place and there's you know there's other people that are 20 feet away and I just so happen to be the closest person to them, <laughs> but it's not my job, right, mm-hmm. to offer them the privacy to finish their fight is it uh no i mean you could have the, all, the most you can do if the dogs are really set on this spot and you don't want to pull them because it'll be distracting you can always pivot away i, I turned away from them but the, the guy was screaming at her and you're how far away 15 feet okay not far two and a half people C- close away. enough that if you and i had been having that fight with our significant others which i doubt we would we would have stopped until a person had left a person with their dogs had left we would have had the sort of oh i don't want to have this out in front of in what time of other people. are we talking it was like 10 30 11 okay so he's you know pointing at her he's jabbing his finger and then dude because i was open-minded about it then he started laying some shit at her that was not cool mm. not cool at all and it totally discredited his original anti-drug <laughs> message. Message. <laughs> he was started saying some stuff that was very anti-Semitic about her. About, about her, and she was like, "This is." He was like, "This. I. That's. Is. I hate your. Your family doesn't like me. I'm not even gonna." say some of the things he said okay so he wasn't he, was, he wasn't connecting the drug use to her no this was a new a new background. issue this is a new thing. Uh, a new problem he had with her based on the fact that her family was jewish and once he said the really anti-semitic thing that's when my hero radar started to perk up a little bit <laughs> uh everything all right over here sweetheart yeah yeah dude <laughs> i was thinking it I was thinking it, and because then he said something else, and he was just, it just, it very quickly it went from me thinking, oh, this guy's concerned that his girlfriend is doing drugs to this guy is abusive. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of watching at that point to see if he might hit her. Jesus. That's kind of where I thought it was. So I'm now watching. And I'm worried. Mm. And I don't know what to do because I have the dogs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know if I if I were to have to go and try to intervene somehow. We have a French bulldog and an English setter. It's not exactly menacing <laughs> Paw Patrol energy that I'm bringing over there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? This uh-huh. guy is not going to not stab me because he's worried that the dogs we have are going to bite him. Right. Not a German Shepherd. Exactly. Yeah. Not a Rottweiler. Not even a, even a Labrador might be. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm watching and I'm just I'm just feeling shitty about this thing. But I'm also kind of like, I have to make a judgment call here. Because she didn't seem that phased by it. I don't want to say that I I don't want to say that she was almost like smirking, but 
she was sort of just taking it on the chin and it seemed like she was kind of winning the exchange if that's possible to say i don't know doesn't feel like it from she, what... her body language wasn't like oh she was kind of like All she right, wasn't dude. i don't know she was kind of like laughing at him almost and he just was like losing the thread and then he sort of lowered his temperature a little bit and i thought i don't think i can intervene on this one i think it's an overstep Mm -hmm. here and i kind of walked the dogs away but i did a lap and i kept an eye on them and he kind of like turned away and took a took a few steps himself and i don't know what should i have done i don't know bro i'm not really sure if he's not like i mean that's pretty bad but i'm not sure if like you're supposed to get involved there I, i just don't know I mean, if he's not like being physical, I I don't know. Like, I, like that maybe that sounds fucked up, but let's put if it. He this seemed way. like very unstable. It may just not be worth it to get involved. If I had said anything, it would have been bad. See a big guy, mm, big enough. If I had said anything, he was already so worked up mm-hmm. that it would have been a yeah. major problem. Yeah, it would have been a major problem where I I was like, okay. I almost had this thought of I need to tie the dogs to this tree and then go intervene. And you didn't think like they seemed like somewhat put together members of society. How old Based were on they? what he was saying, I kind of immediately thought this guy sucks, man. Mm. This guy is he's just a bad dude. He did he look clean? Yeah. He didn't look itchy. But he was saying crazy shit, man. Yeah. Crazy shit. Were they yeah, maybe they were like on drugs together. It didn't it yeah, I mean drunk at least for sure. I don't know what it was, but I don't know. The whole thing just made me feel kind of sick to my stomach. You know? And then so that happened. Um and then I don't know. I've just seen so many people littering every place we walk you know the place we walk the dogs is such a beautiful piece of new york city it's right under the bridge it's on the river there's that beautiful merry-go-round in the glass have you ever seen that not sure with the lights it's a magnificent thing I, i don't know what it's called or who did it but it's really gorgeous and they've put so much money into these parks and people love them, but there are so many people who just eat a fucking sandwich or a hot dog and then just toss the trash. Mm. Or they don't pick up their dog's poop. They don't abide by, I don't know, certain things. And I, it just kind of ruins it in a way. And, and I, today I was out walking the dogs again this morning and I saw a landscaping crew for the city out there on their, hands and knees weeding and they're weeding these gardens that are just it's just such a losing effort <laughs> to maintain any kind of wildlife and beauty in a in this city setting i don't think there's a worse job than being a gardener landscaper for the city of new york i i, I had that thought 
Just because like any of your efforts are just done in vain because people will litter in it two seconds later. You'll plant bulbs and watch some beautiful daffodils come up and you'll come out and water them and the next day you come back and, and there's just a pile of dog poop suffocating them. <laughs> just a gigantic Great Dane horse shit <laughs> that is has crushed this daffodil That's that crust. you spent time planting. <laughs> or there's, you know, potato chips all uh, like wrappers right, right. and bags and you Bottles. know coke cans and beer cans and cigarette butts and you know you're clearly somebody who has has a love for gardening and a love for nature and flowers and beauty and you believe in what you do because it's not an easy job i don't dude i that's a i don't know if i believe in that that like all those guys are passionate about gardening they look it they're all wearing their carhartt pants and they're kind of nerdy looking they look like rock they recreational look like, rock they climbers like it a lot. they look like those kinds okay. of people like coffee shop employees yeah almost almost hipstery cool yeah. tattoos okay. that who knows what the hell they mean yeah okay. but they're wearing those because they need them they're right. not wearing That's what them I was because too. they're hip i get it i get it but they're let's put it this way i've also seen you know prison crews cleaning up the sides of highways as part of their work yeah. project, whatever they do in with inmates, which is a great thing. These are not prisoners that okay. are working for the city. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. They're they're, you know, people I think that I don't know, may I my it seems like it would have to be a passion. Got it. And that passion every day gets you just there's no winning. There's no winning because nobody, nobody's going to respect your work. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's like being an artist, painting a new painting every day and having someone c- c- coming in to check on it the next day and someone has defaced it every day yeah. <laughs> with feces and litter and junk food. You're like, ah, every fucking day. And what do you do? I mean, how do you fight that? You that- just pick up that paintbrush again. Put a smile on your face and you get to work. No. You know what you do? <laughs> I learn martial arts and I go out at night and I watch for people to litter and I start fighting people. <laughs> I start hurting people. And I intervene. That could be a fun video for you to like antagonize people who litter and film them. I love being no, a Karen. No one will sign. And I don't even think it's a Karen because it, it, I've said this before. I think Karens call the police or threaten to call the police. And I'd put out all my own fires. <laughs> I'd be like, um, "Who? What was that great movie? The about the superhero, but he had no powers at all. He was a kid. Kick ass. Kick ass. Oh yeah, that was a good one. I'd be like, kick ass. That's a good one, dude. That's what I want to do. Yeah, it's funny when you see a person who's like ambiguous as far as like what their deal is. Like it sounded like that. A guy sat next to me on the subway who had a yoga mat, and he smelled terrible, dude. But I think that this guy was just like a stinky hippie yogi. I don't think he like lived on the yoga mat. Mm. And he was WhatsApping too. So it makes me think he's foreign. So oh. he's just like a stinky foreign yoga person. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I I didn't want to say that he smelled. So I kept like not nudging Hillary and she wasn't reacting. So I started doing this with my nose. <laughs> flaring my nostrils. Just going. <laughs> and subtle. she was like, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. That was pretty funny. But That's good signaling. Hey, guys, you know me. I've struggled with some irritability, some rage, <laughs> some major uh, 
need to to sort of try to stay present and find a way to filter my thoughts and not put too much stock into them. And the biggest thing that has helped me kind of take that perspective and learn has been the Headspace app, mm-hmm. uh, truly. Headspace app is, for me, a, a way that, a tool that has been so incredibly valuable to my life. And the biggest thing that I've learned from it is that meditation can be easy uh, and it is a way to kind of reframe my thoughts they're, they use incredible teaching methods. Uh, it's calming. You can get so much out of it. The breath mm-hmm. control, all of this stuff. They've got lessons, the beginning lessons. They've got all kinds of courses. It goes in so many different ways. Um, and I, frankly, I just love the narrator's voice as well. <laughs> yeah, it's good guided meditation for all levels. And for me, a lot of the time, it, it, it started, like meditation started as a thing that felt like a chore. And now it's turned into a treat. Yeah. Like I look forward to the reset. Um, and if I need to like sit down and do a task where I'm going to be sitting for a while and I'm dreading doing it, sometimes a little quick five minute minute meditation will really do the trick and get me centered and ready to go. Absolutely. Uh, I've been using this while I've been editing my Afghanistan documentary. It's been very helpful. Headspace uh, has helped us and more than a hundred million people wor- worldwide. Uh, and they can help you too. listen up. Uh, you do not want to miss this. We have arranged something special for a limited time. All of you can try Headspace for free, free for 30 days. Go to headspace.com slash oops 30 day. Uh, you won't find this offer anywhere else. You must use our link. That's H E A D S P A C E dot com slash oops three zero day to unlock all of Headspace free for 30 days. Uh, this is not something that they normally do. So head to headspace.com slash oops 30 day. But it is interesting. You you kind of have to size people up sometimes because if you're walking towards, for example, the guy who's screaming like belligerently at his girlfriend, if you're walking by that guy on the street, as you're approaching him, now granted, it sounds like he looked normal, but if he didn't, as I approach somebody, I start to be like, okay, do I need to make sure I maintain 10 feet from this guy just in case he violently moves in my direction? As I get closer, it becomes clear, clearer if he's going to do it or not. You know, if he's sort of idly walking, if he's mumbling, if he's talking and doesn't have headphones in, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> any sort of unnatural throat clearing, ah, you need to get 10 feet away from that guy, at, which is why I hate walking under scaffolding. Sometimes it's impossible <laughs> to, to keep that distance past somebody. Sometimes they're holding a bottle of liquid. It might be their own liquid. And if you get close enough to them, they're going to throw it on you, dude. I've heard of it happening. So you got to maintain, and you just never know who the bogey's going to be, dude. I went to, <laughs> I went to, and I'll say to Hillary, I'll be like, bogey, two o'clock. She's like, what's a bogey? I'm like, I'm like have you never watched like an Air Force movie? It's like, bogey's moving in. Oh, you got to shake him. Oh, you got to. Um, but dude, we went to dinner, and there was a guy walking, not in a straight line. In front of the restaurant, talking to himself. He was clearly a problem. We moved away from him as we were waiting for our Uber. And she's like, that guy doesn't like fully look like he's not with it, though. But I don't know how he ended up doing this. We went to this restaurant, Casino. Have you heard of it? Um, Where is it? It's in like the like, Dime Square area. I don't know where that is. It's like Chinatown-ish, like near that like end of Orchard Street. Okay. Right? Anyway, so um, then the guy rode off on a motorcycle. And he like purposely, like I don't know how he did this, purposefully like purposely purposely uh like so that the smoke got all in the restaurant 
Oh. And like the entire sidewalk was just, and he drove off. And I was like, but I actually didn't expect him for a guy who had a vehicle. So you don't, you really don't typically know, dude. You don't know. You just don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess. Well, it's fun. You know, it's fun. We talk about uh the, the some of the crazy things we see here in New York. But I think I've just witnessed a lot of very disheartening things. And do you know, the reason I brought this up, my my thesis, my question to you is that when I say I'm not sure being a good person matters anymore, it's because I've learned that the good people don't win as often. It doesn't seem. It doesn't Mm. seem like the good people win. It seems like the good people just become suckers. For the opportunistic, ambitious, cutthroat, I, I this is my world, and I'm gonna do whatever I can to get ahead. Mm. People, and they don't, they don't, they don't feel bad for the good people mm-hmm. who are offering things or letting someone go ahead or whatever little sacrifice they're making. The the bad people take that, and then they get ahead. Mm-hmm. They win. Yeah. As as a result of the kind of goodwill that they're using, they win on goodwill. Mm. And I don't know that the universe corrects them. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there is, you know, some punishment that be- awaits them that we don't see. I, I I think a lot of bad people win. Yeah. So I I agreed. I agree. In in response to try to make you feel better about it. I don't disagree with you. Um, but I feel as if good can prevail, though. Like these bad actors, they will they can put together a string of victories, but their bad actions in bad ways typically lead to their demise, potentially. Mm. You know what I mean? So like good, a lot of good can overpower even some small but very strong evil. Mm-hmm. over time perhaps mm. so you know who knows but i think that there's there's reason to kind of live a good truthful solid life be as good of a person as you can is rewarding you know what i mean i feel like people who behave shitty like that or people who are like like you said these like ambitious evil malignant narcissists who are out here like terrorizing society i most of those kind of people are not enjoying it it feels like. Are you sure? No. But like they seem to be like venomous types. Yeah, but I think they are. Fear fuels them. I think there is joy in not having sympathy. I Meaning, I think that these people are rewarded by their own gain and they do not feel any hollowness or sadness or guilt or shame for how they attain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, I could maybe. be wrong. No, that could be true, but I feel like that, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of people who I know <laughs> who like suck and most of them are like not happy and it like makes, so to your point, like they're willing to do anything, but it's like, why are you willing to do anything? Is it because of some like deep unhappiness? I have no idea. I have no idea. Very, There's so uh, many different ways to approach this specific uh, theme that I guess it's different for each situation. I hear you, dude, but mm-hmm. I still think, I don't know, 
maybe like maybe these shitty people don't are you saying that their compass is so off that they don't I don't think they have a compass. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're in, attuned to the cost of of of, of their gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I think they see someone crying that they use to get ahead and their answer is you know grow a pair <laughs> the world's a tough place uh mm. what a bitch yeah don't you know toughen up mm-hmm. they blame they blame that person right yeah i don't know it's a th- yeah it's hard to sort of like abstractly i know approach it um well i'm yeah. reading i'm really quick i'm reading this gigantic book right now uh the truman biography harry truman i heard that's a good one david mccullough it's a thousand pages i have actually heard that that's a very it's i am absolutely loving it is he like the mayor of st louis or something he may be he may get to i'm only 150 pages in so i'm going through his boyhood Mm -hmm. and this is you know he grew up in the 1890s and the 1880s 1890s he was a farmer uh he his dad was a farmer and they worked their fucking asses off he grew up in missouri and you know had a lot of opportunities to to kind of follow some of his own passions but his dad basically said i need your help and so he committed his 20s to working on the farm and he worked on the farm and he'd be up at 5:30 and he'd be plowing fields and you know baling hay and breaking his back and this is like a smart guy who became president. He was like a big successful businessman too, right? Probably I probably I, again I'm not that far. But then him. out of nowhere he enlists in World War 1 and goes over there and does an incredible job as an officer. And they have a lot of his correspondence between him and his, who becomes his wife, this woman, Bess. And he's, oh, Bessie. he courted her in Missouri for years, years and years and years. And they feature excerpts from the letters that he wrote her. And she was never into him, just not into him because he was a poor farmer. Mm. And that may sound sort of, simplistic like i'm i don't know i'm doing her a disservice it's not it says in the book he was a poor farmer he went to war and they wrote you know hundreds of letters back and forth and his worldview is just so pure and so simple well there you go it's so pure and so simple i need to act this way i need to behave this way i need to do this and it's not because he necessarily from a young age had aspirations of becoming president it's just because that was the time and that's the way you lived and you were a, a neighbor and a helper and you know anyway um she, it says in the book that it wasn't until he enlisted in the military that she decided she could take him seriously as a suitor interesting um imagine hmm. in our day and age right dating like we like a girl and her prerequisite for going out with us is that we have to go fight in a war. <laughs> Join the military. Like, that would be right. what we'd have to do. Well, I all right. But I get I get the idea that she's like, all right, this guy 
is incapable of leaving his sort of like 300 yard radius of his life. And then she's like, oh, okay, he joined the military. That's something. I've been waiting for him to do something. Like clearly she looks poorly upon farming. Yeah, her family was wealthy <laughs> oh, uh, in the town. And, the you know, he, he made the mistake in a lot of his letters of talking about the debts that they had. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, why are you, why are you, and he's like, I, I understand that a girl like you could never like a guy, a poor farmer guy like me, you know, the crop this year was not good. We just bartered half of our cows and we still don't have pot to piss in over here yeah it's like dude fucking lie bro yeah and then by the time she's in love with you you can come clean and maybe it won't matter i I don't know so how did he become an officer if he was just like this poor he uh was in the reserves yeah i think he went and joined the reserves and then went to like officer training school or something but he served so well i mean he's so good he got promoted he became a captain Imagine um, you die. Like she tells you, you're finally good enough for her, and then you die in battle. Whew. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, but he kept a picture of her, you know, portrait sure, sure. photo on his in his breast pocket. That was one of the hardest things with watching uh, All Quiet on the Western Front is like when you know someone would die or they killed someone or whatever, and they'd like look in their wallet and find like. A picture of their family or their wife yeah. or something. It's like, oh god, mm-hmm. which has changed the way that I watch action movies, dude. Like I was watching Extraction, and <laughs> four thousand people yeah. get killed in that movie. Which you uh, recommended? Did you like it? I did like it, but I started to feel bad, sort of, for like the thousand people that Chris Hemsworth kills, yeah, and how many families that were left behind. Yeah, but those are bad guys. Yeah, exactly. They're quote bad. Those guys. are bad guys. And as they flew away. Like, those guys are telling their wives on the hill, you got a fucking drug problem. They're <laughs> right. the ones screaming. We hope. We hope. That's, we those are those guys. Boy, what a treat it was to have the king of Hangobi himself, Conrad Oberbeck. He was looking good, man. I would have liked, he's looking chiseled. I would have liked to crack a Hangobi and pour a little bit into his belly button. Yeah. And, and sip, then, it out, sip it out of a straw. <laughs> straw i'm going straight to the source let those tummy hairs tickle my nose oh yeah baby drinking drinking from the watering hole straight out of there that's fun he's like his own ice human ice luge yeah you put your your mouth right when you hit belly button you let it run right down sure that the little area that's been created by his (laughs) yes uh hangobi's a lot of fun no matter how you drink it or who you drink it off of <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun party favor. Uh, it's a great healthy beverage that can be enjoyed in many different ways. And each hangobi has its own uh, benefit. The wake, as it sounds like, give you a little pep. The essential, just a good thing to put into your dietary routine. And the calm before before bed. But I actually like having the calm in the morning. Calm before the Sometimes storm. The calm, correct. The calm before the storm. If there's a storm coming, drink a calm and then watch it and you'll be calm. That's right. And if there's a store coming, go inside of it because they might have hangobi. Oh, oh over 4,000 stores. <laughs> I made all that the up. stores. All the stores. All of, all of them. A go, lot of the stores have it. All of them. Yeah. Go to hangobi.com uh, to order your first case. Uh, you can use promo code Oops I'm Hung Oops, for 30% I'm hung. off. 30%. Also, check out their social. It's hang.obi, uh, TikTok and Instagram. And there's a store locator. If you're curious if there's hangobi near you, now that they are growing and growing and growing, which is exciting for us, uh, haven't been there since the beginning, uh, very cool to watch our little baby turn into an 
adult bird and fly off. Yeah. Ha! Ha! That's the adult sound. <laughs> you sound like the birds in Popeye because humans do the bird sounds. <laughs> uh, oh, they didn't hire real birds? <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Uh, Just... But it's hangobi.com slash pages slash store uh, dash locator. But, it, you know, go grab some hangobi. Oops, I'm hung 30% off of your order online as well. We love hangobi. We love Conrad. And, uh, you know, looking forward to drinking more hangobi out of his belly button. <laughs> Dude, so I've been I've been out in public, bro. I've been <laughs> oh, I've been out in public. Oh boy. I've been witnessing absurd shit. I've been involved in absurd shit. And it's just sort of like crazy. And you know, like New York, haha. But like, dude, I, I must I might as well have been in a fucking play the other day on the subway. Like there was multiple multiple people involved and there's this girl just talking to herself as she paints her nails black. And she's like People don't think I'm scary. She's like looking at me and shit. She goes, if I was smoking, by the way, white person. Okay. Just uh-huh. in case it sounds like I'm doing something here. Yeah. But she's like, people looking, she's like, people be smoking cigarettes and crack on the train. Nobody looks cause they ain't scared. She's like, I could be scary. And she continues painting. Ooh. And I'm like, you already are scary by the way. Like yeah. I was looking at her yeah. from the side. Like yeah. she just looked tough. I was like, don't want it with this person, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening, whatever. Then people on the other side of the train start fighting. I don't know why or what they were fighting about. And this lady goes, oh, go to hell. And there was a guy and a woman. And he goes, you can't talk to my wife that way. And I was like, wife? What? Like, you can't talk to my wife that way. She goes, yeah, go to hell. He goes, you go to hell. You're going to hell. It's going to be pretty warm where you're going. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you stole that line from her. Like, you can't start acting like you just said something clever. <laughs> And then, dude, this guy How was... How old were those people? It's okay, this old. is the best part of it. Okay, so the person who initially said to go, to go to hell was old, holding a little puppy. This guy, <laughs> this guy was young, dude. He was, like, in his 30s. And then the, his, his wife was, like, 65. Okay. So I was like, what is this? Is this, like, is he just calling her his wife? <laughs> I'm like, no offense. This guy seems pretty, like, I don't know. It was pretty clear to me that he probably wasn't married to her. Uh-huh. If you catch my drift, you know what I mean? Uh, uh-huh. And whatever. So then he's like, I don't know if I do catch your drift. You go to hell. It's oh, going to be was, really warm uh, where you're going. I catch your drift. Like yeah. you're married to her. Okay, great. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's also much older, dude. So I'm starting to think, I'm like, all right, whatever. They're probably just old friends. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Trying to do it one more time. Oh. <laughs> Wait, which part? His impression. Oh, go to hell. <laughs> it's going to be pretty warm where you're going. <laughs> insane line, dude. So then he's like talking to her as they then sit down. And he goes, <laughs> he was like really proud of himself. You know when somebody like somebody inserts himself in a situation and they're proud that they've done that so they won't stop talking about it. He was doing that. He goes, I'm not going to let someone talk to you like that. I heard her start talking to you like that. And I was like, absolutely not. And I was like, oh, these two are just like friends or something. Like he was just saying my wife or something. So then he gets off the train to stop before her. She's wearing a mask. She pulls the mask down. He kisses her on the lips, gets off the train. And she continued riding the train. I'm so puzzled. I have no idea what the fuck was going on there. 
I have no idea. And I was like, maybe they just kiss on the lips because like that's their friend thing. Like I refuse to believe. <laughs> what? I could see that. Dude. Really? I, and Hillary goes, I don't think those two people even know each other. <laughs> <laughs> just to give you an idea, I'm not being like a judgy person. Like I was just And bro, to bring it back to the nail polish girl, after that happens, she's still going, she just goes people on the train be crazy <laughs> I was like dude this is cr- what is it a musical is about to begin yeah, after this right that's good that's a good it was pretty scene. good it's a pretty good scene that's a good scene i like that uh, scene and that is you know inevitably and hopefully you don't end up entangled in this shit you'd rather be the person watching from the sidelines so mm. you know despite the fact that you were witnessing an abusive situation i think you had your your bets properly by not getting involved yeah not getting involved uh, was the right call. I you think. know, it didn't seem like she was in sort of acute danger at the no, moment. No, uh, there's no need to potentially get stabbed or shot. Uh, that's my thought. I, I got a thought. I had this thought. I don't know what it would take for me to eat a hot dog mm. uh, from a vendor. A hot dog, <laughs> dude. I feel you on that. I think hot dogs are disgusting. Uh, <laughs> At this point in my life, the bag of meat, the the level of hunger that I would have to be suffering from, and the complete lack of time, where I don't have time to go anywhere else to get anything else, and that's all I have access to, so I have to eat a hot dog. <laughs> what it would take for me to eat a hot dog to think, I oh, this is it. I'm gonna have a hot dog because I'm hungry. Agreed. Gross. It it would be really a lot of things would have to line up. And don't get me wrong. If I went to the Yankees game, I might have a hot dog. Wait a second. Why? What's different with that hot dog? There's still a hot dog. It's American. What? You have a, so you is have eating a, it off the street, bro. You have a Frank at the ballpark. No, wait, this hold on. You this have is, a ball hot dogs. Hot this dogs. is a discordant. So are you saying it because you think they're just so unhealthy? You actually like the way that they taste, but you think they're gross? I don't I'm understand. Saying, I'm saying that. Hot dog vendors in the carts on the streets, right, of New York are so often, you know, 10 feet from a bodega that would have a power bar or some kind of, a, you know, cliff bar that I would eat. So this is not about taste. You like the taste of hot dog. I don't even really like them so much, but... Then why would you get it at the game? I'm not under... Dude, this is like a oh, an odd... Oh, because it's yeah. part of the American pastime. So you, to you... It makes sense at the game. It does not make sense to me as food in the street. So at a game, even though you don't like the way it tastes and you think it's a weird option, you get it because you think it's experiential to have one at a baseball game. That's probably right. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's crazy, so, bro. Am I wrong? I'm nuts that's for that? crazy. I don't know. Yeah. It just feels off. It feels really? yeah, well. Then I'm wrong because you two are uh, right, but this a is majority. Your, no, but this is these are your feelings. So if this is how you feel, this is how you. I feel. said that, but I don't know for sure that I'm getting a hot dog at the game. I'd probably more likely get one of those nice Polish sausages with the onions and the peppers. Okay. The, at the game. Gotcha. That, Do you feel that, that the hot dog stands are not as clean? I just think that if I'm out, I'm saying there's no reason to eat a hot dog in the street. You could argue it's an extremely New York thing to be doing. And while you're holding your dog, taxi! <laughs> while, yeah. while you're holding your yeah. dog. But that seems old school now. That seems phased out. Those are, that's 90s New York. 
but you still think that Frank at the ballpark, the American pastime. I do. The American dream. Okay. I think that, I, I do believe that. Have a Frank at the hot, have a hot dog, hot dog, hot dog, mm, a fresh hot dog. Bag of Cracker Jacks too? By the way, let's talk about that, right? I was thinking about this. Take me out to the ball game. There's a line in that song that is troubling. Deeply troubling. <laughs> I think I know what you're about to say. Take me out to the ball game. <laughs> Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I never get back. <laughs> I envision a child... Saying that for the price of a bag of peanuts and one box of Cracker Jacks, you can take me home. I don't need to go home. That's my price. I don't need to return to my family. I don't need to be safe. Do whatever you want with me for a bag of peanuts and a box of Cracker Jacks. That's so... It's like 10 bucks. Where are these kids? How bad are their home lives? That that's They're willing to just... Hey, stranger, you got 10 bucks? I don't care if I go home. That's fucked. Yeah, it's concerning for all ages, in, in fact. <laughs> Is that the lyric you were thinking of? Not until you mentioned that there's yeah. a concerning lyric, and then I knew right away. I forgot about that. I don't care if I never, is it I never get back or never go back? I don't think it matters. I if I ever, if I ever I get back. Uh, I don't know. I don't care back. if I never get never back. Get back. <laughs> never get back. Does that mean never get back to the game? Because no, you're lying no. it means go home. You're gone. This is your Going final. Going home. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's either go home with a stranger or live at the fucking ballpark under the scoreboard out in right field. I don't know. That is great. Dude, yeah, you're right. That is very concerning. I will tell you, unfortunately, I had a hot dog on on last Friday, and it was delicious. Really? No, dude, I hate them, and I'll tell you why, bro. They're compressed bags of ground pig. It's just a, a whole pig in a grinder. And you're, you have to, they, they compress the meat so that they can seal the bag. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a hot dog where they haven't properly snipped the umbilical cord? And there's just a little piece of umbilical cord at the top of the, so sure of the sausage bag? You about. sure it's umbilical cord? I don't know. How do you say it? No, I know it's not umbilical cord, but I mean in this context. <laughs> I know it's not literally an umbilical cord, but it has a little residue yeah. popping off That's the top. from the links. Aren't I understand. they links? Yeah, I know, but I'm painting a more disgusting picture by calling it a umbilical. Yeah, umbilical cord. You think that I think somebody gave birth to a hot dog, dude? No, I <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. No, I did not. Think uh, but yes, do, speaking of, do you remember uh, in, in U.S. history class they taught us about Upton Sinclair's book, The Jungle? I don't know. I didn't, um, it was a book that was written about, it was meant to be more about the struggles of immigrant families that were living in Chicago uh you know early in the 20th century i think but the one he did tw- i read it and he he, he 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 does like 30 pages on the conditions of the meat factories in chicago and that was what stood out to everybody from the book no, oh, nobody remembered anything else and it, it is the most disgusting oh. thing you've ever heard cuz back then what they were doing is there were there was a hole in the floor and they would just have these parts from on um, the cows oh, and God. the pigs, hooves, and they would 
you know, smoking cigarettes, spitting, and they'd sweep it all up down into the hole in the floor or drop down into the next thing. And that's what went into the sausage the casings and the hot Ew, dogs. Oh, dude, yeah. That's the other thing, too, bro. Like the hot dog, sometimes it, the, the casing pops open and you can put fixings in there. I don't know, dude. And also, re the like Sabret trucks, they, they open it up with the tongs and it's in the boiling water and they, the, they dri- it's so disgusting. You got to just kind of <sighs> close your eyes and, and, and hope. I don't fuck with know? them at all, bro. I don't like that the onions are orange. You know what I'm talking about in the cart? Oh, you're right. I can eat the hot dog, but the onions kind of give me the egg. Yeah, I can't do I've never been able to do the dog, dude. Um, pretty fucking gross. But equally, dude, yeah. <laughs> the peanuts and Cracker Jacks. That's yeah. Crazy. Francis, I don't know about you. My mom loves pictures, and I have found that most moms that I know really like pictures. I love pictures, too. Pictures are good. <laughs> you said, I don't know about you, but my mom loves them. I love them, too. Yeah, I guess I do, too. I don't know if it seemed like I was saying that only moms like pictures. I don't pictures. know why you it's made possible. me compete against your mom for I'm liking sorry, pictures. Your mom likes pictures. Your mom likes pictures. We don't even my need to bring pictures. my mom into it. It's just about <laughs> me versus your mom and who likes pictures more. You know what's funny? This reminds me of the convo we had on a couple episodes ago about how your mom just sounds... <laughs> yeah, like, somehow like you're being you're attacking yeah well i think your mom your mom likes pictures dude yeah sh- she would <laughs> that mom <laughs> the skylight frame is a great gift for any picture lover mother's day's coming up this could be a really great gift it's a uh, smart frame where you can upload photos from anywhere into the frame and you can set it in any variety of ways uh to have like a slideshow or the picture can change over time it's easy to use um and you know people of all ages have no trouble figuring out how to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's a really great thing. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Um, and the frame is interactive and fun to use. And you can upload things to it from anywhere in the world. Uh, 10 by 15 touchscreen. Uh, We've got our whole Safari honeymoon flickering through it right now. That's and sick. Uh, it's just been awesome to see so many of those pictures again. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, and it's also nice because now with the phone, you can take so many pictures. It's nice to highlight the best pictures because mm. otherwise you end up in this sea of scrolling with your thumb. Uh, you might as well put the winners on display. Now is a special Mother's Day offer. Get 10% off up to $30 uh, off of your frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash oops. Uh, that is correct. To get 10% off up to $30 off of your purchase of a skylight frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash oops. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E. S. <laughs> no, there's no, no S. S. No S. <laughs> dot com slash oops. Skylightframe.com slash oops. By the way, uh, we, we've gotten into pickleball. Oh, nice. I mean, I know that's everybody. I know that this is not a new... I'm sure people are rolling their eyes, but we finally played for the first time together on Saturday, me and Sierra, and it's an amazing game in that it... It's an equalizer among mm. non-athletic people. Not saying that she isn't athletic, but I'm, you know, a racket sports player, I pff, athlete, whatever, and we're I, we're competing at the same level, pretty much. Mm. And it's it's fun. It's the only sport I can think of where that's kind of the case. Interesting. Um, and we had a lot of fun, and then we went and played again down on the pier in Brooklyn Bridge. Nice courts. No, I mean mm. it's just painted on cement. Mm-hmm. And but the the vibe and the communal aspect of it was so fun. 
there, you you, put, you play doubles and you put your paddle down and then that signifies who's up next mm. and you get paired with whoever's paddles on top of you. Oh, interesting. So even if you're there as a couple, you, it's not expected that you'll play together. You oh, get cool. bounced around and you know, there's no kind of what's the top court. It's just everyone plays with everyone. It's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like but I I will say this is a struggle. This is something I'm not I'm not sure about yet. I don't know how I'm supposed to coach or speak to my wife <laughs> during a competitive athletic event. Are you guys partnered? Partnered. Hmm. Because I I lead with enthusiasm. And I, she's hitting a good shot. She hits a good shot. We win the point. I'm like, hell yeah, Sierra. Fuck yeah. High five. And she's like, tone it down a little bit. Um, well, okay. So that, I mean, dude, as long as you're not like over coaching her, I don't think you have an issue. Like, I'm if, not. If you're, if you're being like, oh, fuck yeah. That is an easy, easily fixable thing. Yeah. You can just dial it back a little, make her. Less. She didn't love me being overly enthusiastic, and then one time I, I said, "Hey, love, I think that happened because you were indecisive about whether you wanted right. to take that's, that as a volley or as a, a ground stroke." And she said, "That's not why that happened," mm. and it was. You believe that it was? Yeah, she was in no man's land, and she had to pick it up off the court. Mm. Mm. Very difficult shot. I said, you got to either, I didn't say, but you either got to advance to hit it in, out of the air, you know, mm-hmm. or you got to drop back and hit it as a ground stroke. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not really sure. We haven't competed much together, uh-huh. so that's going to be a new challenge for us. Yeah, like I think that a good a good method for how to do that is to pretend that it's anybody else who you're friends with besides your girlfriend. Oh, that's a good thought. It actually, because you wouldn't want to like be annoying to your friend. I wouldn't you, be, or someone else's wife. You're yeah. So, yeah, you're so comfortable with your wife or your girlfriend that like it's pretty much besides your like parents, the only person that you would actually do that to. Yeah. Um. But you know what the weird part is too, dude? Because it's your wife, you want your team to win more. If I were playing with someone else's wife, I would say, we're just here for fun. I'm not expecting us to win. But when you're with your wife or your girlfriend, you think, we are representing our own brand here. (laughs) This has meaning to the strength of our marriage. (laughs) And we must win or we must acquit ourselves nobly in this match, (laughs) especially if you're playing another couple. Interesting. It becomes a competitive thing together. Um, I mean, do you, does she feel that way too? I have not spoken to her about that. <laughs> I'm afraid to open that can yeah, of worms. Yeah. Have you played What's pickleball? I have quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, you have? Why is, why is that surprising? Well, because we never talked about it. I, I think we have a bit. No, have we never? I had no idea that you had ever played. Yeah. So we used to play in high school a ton, which is like wow. random. It was like before. And anyway, uh, but now since it's become popular again, I've played a, dec- a, f- a fair amount. Yeah. I bet you're really good. I'm pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I bet you're really good because you're so good at ping pong. You're so good at tennis. Um, I am very good. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> no, but I'm saying like I believe it. I'm sure that like as ping po- as pa- pickle progresses, like it will get to a place where there are people who like suck at tennis who are nasty at pa- at pickle. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I and I'm sure that's already happening, but. Before it was kind of a thing where like I was automatically the best at it, um, and I'm sure that I'm I'm looking forward to the day where I play somebody who just fucking 
waxes me and I'm like, oh, fuck, I need like a full overhaul to beat somebody that good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it's coming. But a lot of like the retired tennis players are, are playing pickleball. I saw that. Um, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. But I'd be down to, to fuck around sometime and play. Let's fuck around. It's picking up some steam. Yeah, they're opening courts in Central Park. Where yeah, they're the, open. Uh, I just saw them. Yeah. They're open? It looked like it, yeah. So cool. Hill Dog is trying to get into it. Uh, speaking of coaching your significant other, I she had, has asked me for tennis lessons in the past, and she really doesn't like my teaching style. So it's tricky. And she says that. But but she has commissioned me to teach her. It's mm. not like I'm just teaching her. Good boy tokens? <laughs> <laughs> What's the, how many good boy tokens for a, a tennis lesson? Yeah, it would take a couple. It would be more than one, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, but she asked to be taught. She didn't like my teaching style, and I was like, okay, well then, good luck. <laughs> good luck on your own and she goes how many times are you going to say brush brush she's like if that means nothing to me how is that I'm like okay fine but like and then she gets pissed that she's not fucking Nadal after one lesson I'm like bro this takes a second like and she's athletic you know what I mean she serves well um, she's trying to get the ground strikes down but uh, she needs a better approach and I would also argue that maybe she's right like the the style maybe just doesn't mesh yeah but the hard part dude is that you are a tennis pro. True. You have taught tennis professionally. Correct. You were paid for it. Many it's, years. It, it, it's got to be... It's not like she can say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. You yeah. fully do. I, do. I you, do. You know, that is a tricky thing. And I think it bo- what it boils down to is like the same reason why sometimes parents feel that they can't coach their own kid because the kid won't listen to them, but they'll listen to like a neutral person. Mm. And I think that's probably what what it is here. Yeah. And, you know, she is analytical enough that maybe it is just the way I'm explaining it is confusing to her or something. Mm. I don't know. Um, But agreed. Yeah, I'm fully capable of teaching somebody how to play. Maybe, you know, if she were one of the people who had bought a lesson, she may not have come back for a second one. Who knows? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, especially after I try to get her digits after the lesson, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, cross, cross the line there. Um, oh yeah, that's fun, dude. Yeah, I would definitely be down to play a little, play a little pee ball. Well, pee ball. Get Abba in the mix. Oh, he's probably, he's probably Bobby playing a bit. You know, he lives out in Chicago now. I did. Yeah, yeah. He's got a pickleball court on his the roof of his really? building. Has what? he been playing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but uh, excited for. For his wedding. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. The other thing I like about pickleball for me, like the, my left shoulder being fucked up doesn't matter because you you don't lose your left arm at all if you're right-handed. Yes. In pickleball. Yes. Which is nice. That is nice. Uh, Although nice my thing. right arm is the one that I had my uh, elbow surgery on. And I, I, even two days of pickleball, I felt my elbow. You not, feel it in an unnatural feel, way? I'm feeling good. doesn't Fuck, feel good. I'm sorry, man. Just, that just means it's going to be there for life. You have to manage it. It's going to be a pain management thing for life. It's kind of sad. Just take a few Advil before you play. When you're young, you think everything will heal at some point. And uh, that's an injury and a surgery that will not ever fully heal. Oh, well. Fine by me. I got a good question for you. Please. Um, Before we wrap it up. 53. Okay. Great. Good one. Okay. Good. This is a good, good food for thought. Tell me what you think. Would you rather make a huge dietary like change, as in like you could no longer eat this, like you'd have to give up gluten or you'd have to give up meat or so, something that you like, that you tend to like, okay? Yeah. 
And it might not have to be all those things, but one thing. I'm or so sad to give up chicken. Okay. Well, maybe it doesn't have to be chicken, but like something, a big part of your diet. Mm. Give that up or convert formally to a religion. <laughs> oh. Golly. <laughs> well, certain religions, you'd have to cut out and, stuff anyway. And, so. Yeah, and you'd have to practice <laughs> the religion. Let's say, so, okay, like, who's to say how you practice it? That's all I'm saying. So, like, you might be a, some, in a reformed version of whatever the religion might be, where it's technically not a huge burden on you. Uh, but you have to go through all the things that you have to do, which most of the major religions have them, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you are that forever. Like you celebrate, you technically celebrate the holidays, even if you're just faking it because you made this agreement not to give up food, a certain food. Hmm. Um, you know. Gosh, that's that is tricky. It's it's a question of work to me. I don't I don't see the religion one as a sacrifice. The food one is a sacrifice. The religion one is work. Yeah. And I'm thinking about. Hinduism might be the one that I would be, or B- Buddhism or something. Okay, but let's say, all right. But so, I'd have to learn it, is my point. So, yeah, but okay, let's, that's interesting. The idea that maybe you could pick one of them. Let's say, for the sake of this discussion, you wouldn't be able to pick the one that's the easiest. I, okay. Hindu, you, Hinduism have, is the easiest. Hinduism? Oh. Yeah, according to a quick search. Cool. Well done, to like Ryan. become a Hindu, it's the easiest religion to convert to. Yeah, convert to. Interesting. Let's say, like, I don't know. All right, it could be whatever, but you have to say that you're that. So it might be whatever. Catholicism, I don't even think Judaism, that's up there whatever. too. I don't all, think that uh, you have to do stuff though. Wearing the title or professing to a certain faith would would bother me from an identity standpoint. I wouldn't worry that people were talking about how. Francis is now a Catholic or a Muslim or, or, or he's Jewish. That wouldn't really bother me that much. I think it's committing a lot of information to memory and, and you know, convincing whatever powers that be that I deserve to be a member of that congregation, which that I'm just not that interested. Yeah. I'm not that interested. Even though I've talked about being more interested in God uh i i already have i think technically some episcopalian situation going on mm-hmm. and i would just lean more into that probably no, so you'd have to be the thing that you are not yes. related to yeah and so that probably that. eliminates catholicism i think we'd have For to me, move out yeah. of i'd have to be christian i think i think i yes. should i would have to move out we of christianity have to move, yes, completely we'd have to move out of christian yeah <laughs> this is good this is good um I'm. I agree with you. I would rather join a religion than have to give up specific foods. Oh boy! Oh, well, man. hold on. If it's then, something that I eat, and like, then it's that's pervasive. Then it's a question of okay, hold on. Are you saying it's the food I eat, the the, the staple of my diet that I enjoy the most? Not necessarily, but like it well, has. Then to, I can kind of. But play it would have. Let's say it's something that is like going to be difficult to avoid. I would say like something like gluten give up gluten or give up uh i don't know meat like a big yeah, meat thing. meat is a huge thing fish would be really really hard it would it would fuck my life up yeah to give up fish so or even, what if you could keep fish the rest of meat's gone 
or yeah, so I become a pescatarian or a, a a Muslim. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I think it's. I think I'm going pescatarian, and and that would be true if it were any any other religion too. I think I I would. Oh man, it'd be sad to give up chicken. Yeah, I would just be. I would just join the religion. Would you really? Yeah, and I. I'm sorry. I'd like fake it. I'd pretend mm. to do it all just because I wanted to eat what I wanted. But then, I don't think you're. I don't think you're thinking about. You're not having to deal with learning stuff. You, but I have to. I have to learn stuff and do shit. You have to like get initiated or whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, which, are you gonna? Are you gonna? What's the major hang up with the religion then for you, if there is one? That it becomes time intensive, like you said. You now yeah. have homework for the rest. The of The homework life. is the part that I don't like that much. The homework is the tough one. Hil- Hillary says that she would give up the food um, before she converted to a different religion. I would just convert. Religions. That, sorry, is that because she likes her religion so much and doesn't wouldn't want to give it up? No, no, I don't think she's she's like. Uh, you know, I don't, not to like disclose too much about her stuff, but like she's not a person who is constantly performing religious rituals. Rituals. Yeah. Like I don't think that it would fuck her shit up, but like mm. something about, I don't know, converting the religions. Got it. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh, well, what a fun episode. Fun episode. Thanks for, I feel a little more lighthearted and a little more optimistic about the world now. It's good. Thanks to all of you. That's good to hear. Uh, guys, you can find me in San Francisco. Are you going to Facts with Ryan? Mm. Facts with Ryan. <laughs> Be sure to wear some flowers in his hair. <laughs> facts with Ryan. Ryan to You're San going Francisco. To facts with Ryan. That was good. What do you we're, got? We're all over the place today. So oh, sweet. Let's start off with there are zero point zero zero two eight four zero nine one miles in fifteen feet. You can purchase a <laughs> compass on Amazon.com at seven dollars and ninety cents. On sure. Jeep.com it's thirty two thousand five hundred and seventy five dollars. What? Jeep.com? Oh, oh the car, the Jeep Compass. Ah, <laughs> uh, very good. Facts uh, with Ryan. Uh, <laughs> Facts with Ryan. <laughs> In a, you sly <laughs> dog. Facts, oh. Facts, Facts with, with Ryan. Ryan. Facts with Ryan. <laughs> the extraction scene, that scene, whichever one you were talking about, 183 people were killed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. There are over 4,000 hot dog carts in New York City. Oh you want me to tell you what's inside a hot dog? Yeah. Sure. Muscle trimmings, yeah. fatty tissues, mm. head meat, mm. <laughs> animal feet, oh. animal skin, blood, <laughs> liver, and other slaughter byproducts. Oh, Yikes. other slaughter byproducts weren't included in any of that. It's the meat yeah. byproducts. And then... Jesus Christ. <laughs> bones. <laughs> and then, head meat. <laughs> and then I'm going to read you a, another poem. I definitely that... convert to Judaism instead of giving up head meat. <laughs> <laughs> Love the head meat. Here's another poem. This one's about Julio. This is poems about me? Yeah, this is about you and hot dogs. This is an AI poem? It's an AI poem. Okay. I think these are fun and, and applicable to the show. 
Julio wandered through the streets of New York, his stomach rumbling, his hunger an endless fork. He searched for a meal to satisfy his need, but nothing seemed appetizing, nothing to succeed. Then he saw a vendor selling hot dogs. The aroma was tempting like a siren's call, but Julio was repulsed by the greasy treat. He couldn't bring himself to take a bite. It was not very sweet. His hunger grew, but his disgust remained. He couldn't bring himself to eat what was claimed. So he continued to wander to search for more, but his energy depleted his body weak and sore. <laughs> Finally, he collapsed <laughs> <laughs> from his hunger and thirst, his body too weak, too famished to be nursed. And, at his last, and as his last breath left him, he knew oh, that his refusal to eat hot dogs had led to his doom. So let this be a lesson to all who wander the streets to not let your repulsion defeat your hunger's needs. For in the end, it's not worthy to be choosy when the alternative is hunger's misery. Dude, that's Boy. crazy. That's crazy. It's that's crazy, crazy because poem. it was A-A-B-B rhyme scheme for a lot of it, and then randomly it would just be like, here's a word that has nothing to do with anything that came before. Dude, that's hilarious. It's edgy stuff, man. His stomach was in pain, but he couldn't bring himself to eat head, meat, and brain. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Uh, facts Thank with you. Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. <laughs> facts with Ryan. Oh, facts with Ryan. I'd also uh, say check out, check us out on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Twitter's starting to heat up, so make sure you get on there and check us out for exclusive out. posts. Mm. And also on Facebook. Hell yeah. Guys, you can find me at Cobbs in San Francisco with Lil Sasquatch as well as Charlestown Races Casino, May 12th, also with Old Sasquatch. We're in San Fran, April 29th weekend. Tickets at FrancisEllis.com. Julio. Sweet. Tonight I'm in Helium, uh, at Helium in Philly. Uh, if there are any tickets left, grab them. Uh, there may not be. Hopefully there aren't because you guys already bought them all, but I think there's a couple left for that, potentially. I'm there not, will not be. There probably won't be, but we'll see. I don't know. Hopefully there will. If not, see you tonight. Uh, Middletown, Connecticut, Friday night, Harbor Park. Um, that is the 21st or 20th? I don't know. The end of this week. And then the following weekend at Yonkers Comedy Club, Friday and Saturday, 28th, 29th. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. Bunch more stuff throughout the year. Uh, you'll, you'll see us. You will mm -hmm. see us. Mm -hmm. That's it. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys.